Woo, man, that sounds good. Hello and welcome to Two Old Guys on the Back Porch. I am Steve Scotch. And we have the lovely and talented cat that's C-A-T, strutting her stuff. Cat, what's going on? Hey, how y'all doing? We can be found on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Audible, Amazon Music, any of your premier podcast platforms. Uh, we've got two shout-outs today. One is Fort Worth, Texas, famous for the historic uh, stockyards there with their twice-daily cattle drive. Our other town is Rancho Cucamonga. Cucamonga? Cal- Cucamonga. You don't remember that from Bugs Bunny? We have a listener in Cucamonga. Yes, we do. Hey uh, there. Um, the Cucamonga Native Americans had been in a settlement there for 2000, 12,000 A.D. Cucamonga derives its word from the, the Tongava word for sandy place. Giving y'all a big round of applause. Alcohol is always here on the back porch. You know, the old saying is, in wine, there is freedom. In beer, there is freedom. And in water, there is bacteria. Now, today, I'm going to have a shot, or maybe 10, of Heaven's Door Bourbon. The wifey got it for me for Christmas, I think, last year. And not because Bob Dylan is an investor, it's pretty good bourbon. Little they, sweet, they I like it. They have a new tasting room, too. Woo, Kat, what you got? I have a modern gin called a Gin Daisy. It's pretty tasty. I'm trying to celebrate. My moonflower finally bloomed. Yeah. I've, I've raised it from a little seed and finally have some blooms. Oh, it sounds sweet like you, baby. Thanks, doll. All right, I know nobody cares about our vacation trip to Saratoga, New York, and that's why we're going to do it. At least we aren't pulling out slides. Now, why Saratoga? Uh, If you listen to some of the other podcasts, you know, we like to get down on the ponies, okay? And Fox Sports or Fox Sports 1, they broadcast uh, Saratoga, some of the other New York tracks, and we watch it on the weekend. So we're sitting here like, damn, that place looks cool. People are picnicking, partying. Let's go. So we went. If you go back in time and gone with the wind, there's a whole thing where um, Scarlett sits there and goes, well, I didn't see those girls in Saratoga taking naps in the afternoon. So it's had a long history. It's been there forever. So we boogie out of here about five. 35 a.m., get there about 2 o'clock. It's a hump from uh, where we're sitting to uh, upstate New York. So we arrive at the, not lying, it was called the Casino Hotel. (laughs) That was the name of it, which was about two minutes from the track. Wifey hooked us up, as she always does. You should be like a travel agent. I mean, she's very good. I do a pretty good job. Now, as predicted, we're 59 and 59. She's soon to be 60. And we were the youngest people on the grounds, okay? The blue hairs were everywhere. There were some young cats at the casino each night. Yeah. But, uh, so, let's remember, we live below the Mason-Dixon line. The Mason-Dixon line is what? Like Maryland, Virginia? Yeah, it's Maryland. So, we're considered Southerners. 
So we go and hang out for a couple days with the Northerners, which was almost like visiting a foreign country. The first impression was I thought, the Northerners are, they're not the friendly type. A little brash, a little different, little different attitude. They can't help it. It's hereditary. But after a couple days up there, I found out my first impression was wrong. These people are freaking awesome, okay? They're not haters, okay? The Northerners are not haters. They may do or say something that offends you, but then they just they do it and they move on. There's no mean spirit to it. There's no grudges. It's not lingering on. They might say something, do something, you know, and then go, hey, man, let me buy your beer. We're in the casino bar night after night, and I found myself engaging with these two older guys. Okay, so we're at the bar. And, and the only reason I did it, because I heard them over there talking, and the northern accent, it, it's freaking great. And Kat will tell you, after you're up there a couple of days, it kind of sneaks up on you. You're going to start, start talking like that because it sounds so good. Not right. that you want to be Joe Pesci or anything. So here we go. Don't ruin my Joe Pesci. It's coming. <laughs> so I'm at the bar, and they have the uh, video poker embedded into the bar. Never, I keep telling you, never play the video poker, and I do it every time. It's especially just, <laughs> at the bar. It's something to do while you're drinking. So I'm trying to jam this 20 spot into the thing, and it won't go in there. So one of the old dudes is like, ah, oh, that thing's been acting up for nights. Come on over here and try this one. So I'm all in. I want to hear the, I, just to listen to these dudes talk, right? So they had the screens up around the uh, bar where the horse racing was, and there was a machine behind us. So uh, I go, y'all go, did y'all go to the track today? Nah, we just got in town tonight. You know, we had some b- bones to break yesterday. So uh, I told Martha, you know, we're going to hit the track tomorrow. I'm like, tomorrow? I'm like, I thought I was in the movie Goodfellas. I'm like, <laughs> I'm not leaving all night. I'm going to stay right here. I got Joe Pesci and Joe Pesci on both sides. The dudes were, And I'm not making fun of it, okay? Don't get it twisted. Um, especially, I don't want any trouble, if you know what I mean. I <laughs> Nobody with any connections. But I'm so entertained by the dialect. I'm kidding. It's like, uh, uh, do I entertain you? Am I funny? Funny how? I mean, it's it's a fucking trip. Now, again, we're we're Southerners, but I don't think me and Kat, do we have like a very Southern accent? No, No. I don't know. But we did seem like ducks out of water. Now, this, this is how dirty I am. After I feel out the crowd there, the second day we go to the track, I got this T-shirt that says, I like music and maybe three people. That's what it says on the front of it. The freaking Northerners, am I wrong, Cat? They loved it. They loved it. They that came shirt. at me like a croaker to a blood worm. I'm not kidding. I had 10 people. I started counting. <laughs> I like music and maybe three people. That's a t-shirt I had on. 
I took two steps out of the hotel, right? We didn't even get in the shuttle we, thing we to get over get... to the track. And grandma's coming at me. I love your Ellen shirt. Had, I Ellen, love it. Ellen hadn't even picked us up yet. <laughs> I had one dude at the track made me take a pick. He's like, oh, man, my brother's going to love that shit, man. Let's say stand right there. Let me take a picture. Yeah, I'm going to find it on the Internet. It, it was oh crazy. God. It was crazy. My people, my people, we fit right in. Now, if you can wear a shirt with a not so nice phrase on it. And they come up to you like like flies to you know what? Now, if I wore that shirt around here in Virginia, I might get like three reactions in a week. But up in New York, I couldn't beat them off with a stick. Now, let, let's get to the Saratoga race course, okay? Cat will vouch for this. This place was freaking insane. Now, we've been to a couple pony tracks. We have a nice track about an hour from here in New Kent, Virginia, called Colonial Downs. We love it. It's a great place. Nothing wrong with it. Um, we went to Charlestown, West Virginia one time, and that place is a dump, and your track sucks. We've also been to Woodbine in Canada, what, a, just outside of Toronto? Right. Which, that place was the bomb. But Saratoga, whew, that was a mind blower. It, it was a mind blower. The turf courses are immaculate. The grandstand... It's like a quarter mile long. Am I not lying? I mean, and it was packed. We were there on a Wednesday and a Thursday, and there was thousands. I mean thousands. On a Wednesday and a Thursday, there was thousands and thousands of people there. And see, we love Colonial Downs, and I think, you know, I've I've talked to some of the people from TVG. It's it's got a great future. It's going to come a long way, but it's not like this. This was a different animal. And and Kat was sitting there beside me. We're sitting trackside Thursday. And we just got a couple of drinks and we're just sitting there. And she's like, I'm so glad we came here. Because it give it opens your eyes to see a different side of the fence, I guess. Because I mean, we're you know, we have been fans. We've been fans of the original version of Colonial Downs and now the the new one now that, you know, uh Churchill's taken over. It's great, but we have a hard time finding other people that are quite as excited as we are. Right. And like I said, Alan was the guy who drove us back and forth from the track to the hotel. Cat had him on speed dial. We're chipping him off a little tippy here and there. So when we called, there he was. We get in the thing to go back. I go, dude. I said, man, was there 20,000 people there? He goes, Pfft. it was more. More than that. On a weekday. Okay, maybe... I mean, at one point on, on Instagram, I did a 360 view of the whole track, and they were like, oh, my gosh, it's a ton of people here. But, and it's but, a Wednesday. But the thing about it was there's so many people there, but you can walk up and do whatever you want. It's so big. You want a drink? Walk up, get a drink. You want something to eat? Right, Kat? We didn't wait five minutes to do anything. You want to go in the gift shop, buy a shirt. You want to go take a piss. Hello. Whatever you want to do, you just walk up and do it. Because they had like, you want to make a bet. They had like 800 betting machines in that place. I'm a big fan of KT Davis. She's now KT Davis. Katie. Katie Davis. Right. She's a jockey. She's a jockey. I got to yell at her and go, Katie, we love you. 
She came by on a horse, headed out to the track. Cat got awesome pics. I know y'all are bored by this. We're all jacked and you don't care. But anyway, (laughs) we had a great vacation. We're just putting it in the archives so we can listen to this later. Again, I watched in amazement. We were rookies at Saratoga. And how many people came through this gate with a four-wheeled wagon? I'm I'm not bullshitting now. (laughs) These cats come in this place with a little red wagon with a cooler in it that's got beer, liquor, food, cigars. They got pop-up chairs, and they just bungee cord it all together and just roll right through the gate. Now, security does check the coolers, but but why? I, I don't know. Because I saw dudes, me and Kat are sitting trackside, and they take the benches out there and just twist them around and make their own little four-pawed spot right there beside the track, and they're whipping out handles, handles of liquor. Okay, They just rolled right through the gate. I could not freaking believe it. We saw this one couple. They brought in a fish cooler. Okay, this thing was big as a coffin. She was on one side, he was on the other, and they just rolled that bitch right on through the door. We were out there the second day. What's that smell? Oh, shit, ganja was out there. God, nobody gives a shit. You can do whatever you want out there. It's just a party. We're from Virginia, where you're told exactly what you can and cannot do 24-7 every single day of the week. And this was not that. Come to Bitchman, Virginia, and roll downtown. There's signs down there that says, don't, stop, prohibited, find. When you roll to New York, they don't have a sign. There's no signs. There wasn't even a sign, right, to tell us how to get there. There was no signs. We rolled through the Saratoga hood. There, dudes just park in the middle of the road. Dude's working on a house. He's got his trailer. His truck just stops. They police their own up there, okay? There's no, no fucking rules. I, I loved it. I freaking loved it. Now, they had this, again, dudes are rolling in with their coolers, chairs, all, and they do it every freaking day. They got this big picnic area. And I'm not talking about 50. I'm talking about hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people. And they roll over to this picnic area. And they just set up camp. And they don't move. They don't move. They're sitting right in front of the paddock. They open up the cooler. Got a bite of the homemade sando. Grab a beer. Fire up a stogie. (laughs) It was, it was, I'm telling you, it was mind-blowing. I'm not kidding. Now, Right above the top section, um, I'm going to say, all right, there's a lot of differences, a lot, between the North and the South. Now, the Civil War, let's think about it. How dumb was that? We shot at each other, okay? We understand why we told England to fuck off, okay? They wanted to tax us and wanted to reap the... uh, Benefits of being over here. So I understand the Revolutionary War. Civil War, eh, not so much, right? I mean, why? I mean, I had a relative that came here from Michigan after the Civil War. Some of my family are still called carpetbaggers at this point. (laughs) Even though we married into the locals. Again, there is a difference. There's a difference between us and them. 
But I like them. After the, being there a couple of days, I was down with them. Here's the other thing I like. These people dress, okay? Cats saw it. Okay, oh, yeah. Dudes got the fedoras on. They got the button-down shirt or the big collar open. Dudes were wearing, what, breasted shirts like a right. button was going to pop. Gun, sun's out, gun's out. Now, let's get to the ladies, okay? It was, <laughs> they all had the same dress on, right? Across the top, cleavage galore. Cleavage and right across the hoo-ha at the bottom. And, and again, they dressed up. They went out. Who cares if it was a horse track or they went to the grocery store? They put some clothes on, looked presentable. Down here in the South, we dress like bums. We're fucking bums. Sweatpants, the crocs or crocs or whatever I mean, the fuck it, the things are. It was Saratoga. I mean, you know. I don't know. I saw a big difference. They, they put on clothes. They looked respectable. Right. Okay. Now, I'm pretty sure Cat had a good time. Oh, okay. we had a great time. We did, we did great at the track. Didn't we, Cat? I did we great We won a track. little bit one day. We won a lot great. the second day. I did pretty day. good at the casino. Cat I... did great at the casino. Cat, thank you for letting us go there. We had a blast. I had a blast being there with my best friend. We had a nice hotel room. It was nice, wasn't it? Yes, Everything it there... It's kind of old looking because it is old. The We're, track is old. The hotels are old. It remind me of Ashland just down the road. I mean, right. But you Victorian can tell you know. it's been taken care of through the years. <laughs> you can tell. Good times. To me, it was very classy. Yes. All the way around. It was old school classy. So anyway, Saratoga, we're going to raise our glass right here, right now on the back porch. Give you a big thank you. We had great food. We had many great drinks at the casino and the spectacular horse race, and it was all awesome. Cheers to you. All right. Let's roll right into one tough, awesome lady. It's Eva Perone, right? Right. Eva Perone, born in 1919 from Buenos Aires, Argentina. Eva was also known as Avita. Avita. Uh, grew up dirt poor. Yes, her worthless dad, father. Her dad had money, but she was like not legit, illegitimate. So Eva was a trip. Now, okay, she dyed her hair blonde and took up acting. Right. Very attractive young lady met Juan Perón. Right. She met him. Is strangely enough, there was a big earthquake there in San Juan, Argentina. To, you know, and there was like a big fundraiser after the earthquake. She met him at the fundraiser. I mean, it, check that out now. This girl grew up dirt poor, got married to Juan, and he became the president of Argentina. I mean, who, who, in 1946. I right. mean, how about that for a strange trip? You right. Um. First lady of Argentina, and she used that status to help poor working people. That's why she's on here. She helped the people that didn't have shit in Argentina. Right. And she ran ministries of labor and health, very vocal about the women, right, in Argentina right. getting their right to vote. And it did happen in 1947. Uh, labor rights, women rights, 
she made it happen. And remember, during that time, women women around that time were like, you just cook and clean. Okay? So that was some big, big, you know, big she, deal. She helped Argentinian women get the right to vote. Now, most everyone has heard of the famous musical by Andrew Lloyd Webber with right. lyrics written by Tim Rice. Came out in 1978 and tells the story of Eva Perrin's life. Um, it's called Evita, right? Right. Unfortunately, had cancer. Oh, it had, was horrible. She, she even went through a lobotomy, lasted effort to seize the pain. Brutal. It was brutal what happened to that lady. Um, to this day, her corpse went missing 16 years later. Oh wow. Um, still. Again, in Argentina to this day, for her passion and speaking out for what's right, that's what makes her one tough, awesome lady. Are we watching something? We watching something. And this is a great documentary. It's called Telemarketers. It's made by Sam Lippman Stern. As a teenager, he like dropped out of high school when he was like 14 years old. And he couldn't get a job, so he ended up getting a job as a telemarketer at Civil. What year was that? It was like 90s or something, mm-hmm. like 2000, somewhere around that. He got a job as a telemarketer at a Civil Development Group. And it was a telemarketer. And if you've ever had one of these calls, it was like. I get them every day. Hi, we're with the feder- you know, fraternity of police of whatever. New Jersey police. Was New it York legit police. or not? Well, I mean, they did have the sign-off from the police to make those calls and sell the stickers where it said you were a, you were a uh, supporter of them. But, you know, the place was like a wild place because it was like we'd have like college, you know, high school dropouts, drug addicts. People who just got out of jail working there. As long as you could say the word benevolent, you got a job. <laughs> benevolent. I mean, they were selling pit bulls in the parking lot. Love it. So anyway. $100 a pop. While he is there, he's like videotaping and putting the stuff on YouTube. Oh, going to bust him. Right. Yeah. But as, as time goes on, he, he moves on. and But the guy he, he's working with, Pat Pappas is still there trying to eke out a job, you know. And it kind of goes how the life of a telemarketer goes. Whereas at one point, they were like in one place, and they were all working. Then it was like you were working. Oh, you in- got to move. You got to bust and move right. down your ass. You know, as long as you made the money, you stayed there. But it also, it, it got to a point where Civic, as they call CDG, got in trouble because they were like making up charities. Money they weren't getting. Child, you right. know, rather than make a wish, it was child wish or cancer survivors of New Jersey or whatever they could think of. They could, they would make it more money. It seems like that shit would die off. But I then, mean, I could smell it now when they call. But then they would still, as time goes on, it was like, well, these guys are getting busted. Why aren't the charities are getting 12% getting busted also? Right, right, right. It's a great documentary to look at. You know, I did this. I bought the sauces. I got the fake, you know, 
policeman's Stickers. ball. Yeah. Policeman's ball, I know. whatever. And then after one point, I didn't give well, any well, money that, anymore. You just made the point. So. The sad thing is, people don't give to the firemen, the policemen, any St. Jude, all the good charities where you should be given a little money if you have some. Right. It's all been ruined because of these assholes. I mean, I really. mean all right, what was it on? Can I finish, please? It was on HBO. It's a great documentary. It's a great eye-opener. I mean, if you are giving to charity, make sure it's a legitimate charity. There's a thing called Charity Navigator to see what the rating is on that charity. Good call. Anyway. Charity Navigator. Because you need to check. If you want to watch a great documentary, telemarketers, this is it. All right, I watched a little bit the other night. I'm going to watch the whole thing. Okay, we've got a shot today. It's the blonde-headed slut shot. Woo! It's a lot of shots that happened back in the 1990s, 2000s. Lindsay Lohan. It's a very uh, sexualized shot. It was very popular in Michigan, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Minnesota, and Indiana. Many variations to this shot. Lindsay Lohan liked to add a splash of Coke, which one, to this, <laughs> to this drink. She's All a right. mother now. Don't She's say that. She's a piece of garbage. And a shaker filled with ice, your blonde-headed slut. Add one shot of Jaeger. We got Jaeger in the house? We got Jaeger We in never the house. have Jaeger. A shot of peach schnapps and we a get, shot of pineapple juice. We usually have the peach schnapps in the house, though. Always. Jaeger, schnapps. Pineapple juice. Shake the shit out of it, and bam, you have the blonde-headed slut. Cat made us a couple. All right, cheers down the hatch. Let's see what we got. Okay. Let's nail it. You've Ready, sip, go. Right? Woo. It's got a cough syrup consistency. It's, it's a blonde-headed slut. I'm going to say stay away from it. What do you, you think? If you were a late night at the bamboo <laughs> there on Main Street, maybe you were a blonde, right. red-headed slut, baby. Woo! Thank you, Kat. She's my blonde. Beep. All right. Today, the band of the week, Gladys Knight, 79 years Beeps. old, from Atlanta, Georgia. ATL, Empress of Soul. Ooh, lover. One of the greatest singers of all time. No discussion needed. She used to open up for Diana Ross and the Supremes. Well, she got kicked off that tour because they were better than... Di- no <laughs> shit, because they were better than Diana Ross and the Supremes. Now, A I, ma- major Motown fave. Cattle remember. We My mentioned sister before. had the albums, like the Supremes well, album. Well, we had... They called them variety shows back in the day. And Gladys Knight and the Pips would come out there and, and just crush it. And I didn't know her backup singers were actually her brother, Bubba Knight, and her two cousins, William Guest and Edward Patton. Big props to them. They ruled the 60s and 70s, joined Motown in 1966, but didn't get treated very well there. Seven Grammys. Six number one albums. Okay, she recorded two number one Billboard Hot 100, uh, Midnight Train to Georgia. Right. And that's what Friends Are For with Dionne Warwick and Elton John and Stevie Wonder. 
11 number one singles inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Check this out. Gladys Knight lives in Fairview, North Carolina. She doesn't live in L.A. She doesn't live in New York. An American treasure. Check out. And uh, she could also use your her your prayers. He does have pancreatic cancer. Oh, my God. She found out during... Uh, Aretha's funeral. So that that's a brutal. Give a girlfriend your prayers. Really, Gladys, we love you. Gladys Knight and the Pips. Check them out wherever you get your music. Go old school every once in a while, and I think you'll dig it. We want to thank everybody for hanging out on the back porch. We will see y'all down the road. See ya.